today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Never think for a moment it's like God saying, you need to do this or else. Or you need to do this because I'm God and I said so. No. It's more like this. It's more like, I love you so much and I can't stand to see you suffer needlessly unnecessarily so I'm giving you this charge this command so that it will be good for you you're listening to in spirit and truth the radio ministry of pastor JD Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe pastor JD is currently teaching through the book of first Timothy the kindness God's demonstrated to humanity defies all logic He loved us so much He gave His own beloved Son over to suffer an agonizing death to save us from death. As Pastor J.D. will challenge us in today's message, what would our lives look like if we just reflected even a sliver of that mercy and grace onto the world around us? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Timothy chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. You know how the law of God, the Ten Commandments, is likened unto this mirror that shows us us. Let me say it this way. The Ten Commandments were never given for us to keep. There's no way. Come on. (laughs) I mean, the first commandment, I'm busted right there. I'm, I'm guilty. And then the second commandment, guilty. Third commandment, guilty. Fourth commandment, guilty. Fifth commandment, really guilty. You know what the fifth commandment is, right? My parents made me memorize it. Thou shalt honor thy father and thy mother upon the land which the Lord thy God, so that the land upon which the Lord thy God giveth thee might be long and blessed. The only commandment that comes with a, a blessing and a promise. The other, the other ones are, <laughs> thou shalt not, or you're going to die, basically. All ten commandments, guilty. So what's the point of the law? It's not for us to keep, it's for us to realize there's no way we can keep it. Because when we see ourselves as God sees us in the perfect law, the mirror of His law, and we see how we fall short, now all of a sudden we're looking for a Savior. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes like a tutor, a schoolmaster, takes us by the hand and says, follow me. Where are you taking me? Oh, (laughs) You see what what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 toast with a capital T. Well, that's the bad news, and that's the whole point. Because now that you've seen the law of God, you're ready for the mercy of God. And the schoolmaster takes us by the hand to the Savior, where we find grace and mercy. That's the mercy of God, and that's what changes us. That's what brings us to repentance. Here's a, another marriage illustration, since I'm kind of picking on marriages today. My wife's not here, so I can. Um, 
Here's a scenario, okay, husbands, wives. So you're in this conflict slash argument. I made the comment on Thursday night that my wife, we've been married for 32 years this year, uh, we don't argue anymore. And the collective gasp, from, like much like the response now on Thursday night was, you don't? Is that even possible? Well, yes it is, but not for the reasons you might think. It's not because, you know, I'm such a godly husband. We have such a, you know, godly marriage. It's really because we're at the age now where, you know, you just have to ask yourself, do I possess the energy? <laughs> I was telling my son this, uh, my son Levi this. I said, you know, he's, because he's asked, you know, and so, so have all of our children, you and mom just get along so well. I said, yeah, you know, it's because I'm such a... They, they know better. And I, and I just tell them, the reason is, is because, you know, just we just don't have an innocent anymore. We're really, we're just tired. <laughs> I mean, it just you, you look at the situation and you go... You know, do I, do I want to, because, nah, it's just, you just say, okay, honey, okay. That's it. You know, put another log on that fire, and guess what? It goes out, which is also in the Proverbs, by the way. So here's our illustration, our marriage illustration. You're in a, a, uh, how should I, well, pastors, we call it intense fellowship, as one said. You might call it an argument. You're, in a, you're having a marital argument, a conflict, okay? And you're standing your ground. Oh, yeah? Me? What about you? That's the pot calling the kettle black. And I mean, that's it, man. Just you forget log. Just go to a gas pump and just. What if? Stay with me. What if instead of saying me, what about you? You said to your wife, husbands, because you're the leader, right? Oh, we want to be the leader in our home. Well, why don't you take the lead when it comes to conflict? Take the higher road. So what if instead of saying, me, what about you? You were to say, honey, you're right. I'm sorry. Shame on me. Will you forgive me? Her response might be something like, what'd you do with my husband? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what do you want? right? How out of character is that? It shouldn't be. It's called mercy. That's called kindness. It's called humility. Whew. Humility. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. Paul is writing, and he says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on... and." This, in some translations, is clothe yourself. In other words, when you put on your clothes in the morning, here's the clothing, the articles of clothing, using this metaphor in the spiritual realm. These are the spiritual articles of clothing to put on. You ready? We're going to get dressed up, man. 
we're going to get really dressed up. I mean, we're talking to the nines, whatever that means. I don't know. (laughs) Dressed to the nines, to the hilt, man, we are going to get dressed in our finest, nicest clothes, spiritually. You know what they are? Tender mercies. (laughs) Not just mercy, tender mercy. Kindness. Humility. (laughs) Meekness. Long-suffering. You know what long-suffering means? Oh, it means suffering long. I know that's deeply profound, but... You know, I looked it up in the original. What does long-suffering mean? It means to suffer long. I'll just let the Holy Spirit deal with you on that one. Verse 13, here it is. (laughs) Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, post on social media and talk stink about them. No, it doesn't say that. Call up, you know who, sister so-and-so. Can, can you believe? Can you, can you? No, yes. No way, way. Oh. And then they call up somebody, and then the next thing you know, you've got, I mean, the person isn't even saved anymore. Forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Must do. This is not a suggestion. This is a requirement again. This is what we are to do. But, and here it is, verse 14, above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. If you want to take it further, you can just picture in your mind's eye wearing the nicest clothes you have in your wardrobe. And the final article of clothing, I mean, it just, it just makes the whole thing. It, it matches, it ties together, and I mean, you look marvelous. It's love. It's love. The bond of perfection. You know, when the world watches us, you know what they should say and see? They should say and see what was said and seen of the early church by the non-Christians. And the saying was, my, how they love one another. Love covers a multitude of sins. Being kind, just a kind word. Would you agree with me that if someone were to just be kind and merciful and considerate even, just just being considerate, you know what being considerate is? It's, being considerate, it's a to consider someone else. We are to think more highly, not of ourselves, but others. And here's the thing, it's not just, never think for a moment, it's like God saying, you need to do this or else. 
Or you need to do this because I'm God and I said so. No. It's more like this. It's more like, I love you so much. And I can't stand to see you suffer needlessly, unnecessarily. So I'm giving you this charge, this command, so that it will be good for you. It will be good for you. One has referred to the Ten Commandments as the tender commandments, such that it's God saying, don't have any other gods before me, because they are no gods at all, and they will never be there for you. They are not God. I am your God. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Not because I'm God and I said so. No. I love you so much and I can't stand to see what would happen to you if you were to do this. Thou shalt not commit murder. Not kill, by the way, it's murder. Why? Because I can't stand to see anyone who is haunted, even hunted for the rest of their life because of that act of murder. Thou shalt not covet. Why? Because it will eat your lunch. It will eat you up from the inside out. And I cannot, I'm trying to protect you. I love you so much. You know why God hates divorce? I think we talked about this. Was it last week? I don't remember. It's all a blur. My daughter said to me once, what did you teach on? I was like, "Uh, I forgot. (laughs) It was just last week. I know. It's getting bad. Lord, come quickly. You know why God hates divorce? Because of what divorce does to the divorced and certainly to the children. It's not that God hates the divorced. No, He hates divorce because He can't stand to see what divorce does to the divorced. Think of it as an earthly parent with your children, grandchildren. You know, in the Proverbs we read where, you know, grandchildren are like the cat's meow. I keep using these Idioms, metaphors, whatever they're, they're called, having no idea where they came from. So I hope that's not a bad thing to say it like that. But uh, we haven't quite got there yet. I'm hoping the Lord comes back before. But I've heard that grandchildren are like, man, they're so great. And, you know, they bring so much joy. And the reason is because you can give them back to your kids after. I haven't tasted from that cup yet, but should the Lord tarry, I am looking forward to that because I think it's just the talk about the justice of God. I can say, told you so. (laughs) Reminds me of when I was a young boy, my mom with her thick accent would say to me, high-pitched tone, Wahido, you just wait till you have children of your own. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I did. Oh my goodness. So what do we do? I say the same thing to Micah, you just wait till you have your own kids, and I'm going to be there too. 
to remind you. See, told you. How are we as earthly parents with our children? Won't we do everything and stop at nothing to protect them from needless pain and suffering if it's in our power to do so? Why? Because we love them so much. Don't do this. And here's why. It's not because I'm your parent and I told you so. Because that's what we do, right, as parents? Because our kids will say when they're young, why? Because I told you so, that's why. That's not a good answer. What, what is the why behind the what? Now, I'm not dismissing parental God-given authority, but sometimes that's where the instruction comes when we train up our child in the way that they should go, Proverbs 22, 6, and the fear and the admonition of the Lord. You know, the word discipline comes from disciple to train, discipline, disciple, train up. Sometimes I think we miss those teachable moments, as they're called. And again, this isn't a teaching on parenting, but <laughs> or marriage for that matter, but sometimes you just need to sit down and say, here's the why behind the what. I, I you know, <laughs> this is something with my daughter, especially, she's 13 now, I, I just say, you know, boy, I'm just praying the Lord comes before. As I've already told, I have an application, by the way, if the Lord tarries. Have you heard about these? Application to date my daughter? It's like 50 pages long. I have it in a fillable PDF file, so they can do it online, but one of the questions is, do you like hunting? Are you afraid of guns? Anyway, so she's going to, you know, have to give any boy this application, you know, when she's 30. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I digress. <laughs> but how much do we as earthly parents want to protect our children because of our love for our children? And how much more does our Heavenly Father? You know, when your children are young and they, they fight, man, when my, my boys, Elias and Levi, were young, man, they used to you know, fight all the time. I, re- I remember sometimes I would just like break, Jesus, make it stop. It's killing me. I can't stand it. And my reaction was, this is when I was younger and had energy again, right? I'd get in the mix and, you know, you're grounded for the rest of your childhood. Now, you know, it's more like, I just cry. (laughs) And they look at me like, look what we did to Baba. And they stop. I'm like, it worked. I wish I would have thought of this years ago. It's just, it, it, it just, it's heartbreaking. Why? Because I love them so much. And, and they're going at each other and fighting with each other. It just breaks my heart. How much more the heart of God when His children, you know, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Have you ever thought of it like this? We're siblings in Christ. Why do you say it like that? Because there's a thing called sibling rivalry. And we fight as siblings, as brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, 
as I was preparing my heart for this teaching, I thought, Lord, I this is one of those teachings that I just feel so inadequate because it is it is such an important principle and truth. And how apropos for such a time as this. Brothers and sisters, I'm your brother in Christ. See me that that way. I mean, I know you see me as your pastor, but see me as your brother in Christ. I, I just would implore you, be merciful one to another. Just love one another. Please. I want to close with an illustration. I first heard this like 25 years ago now. It's been a long time. And I think it says it best. You may have heard different versions of it. There are extended versions of it, but it basically goes like this. I was walking across a bridge recently, and I saw this guy who looked like he was ready to jump off. So I thought I'd try to stall him until the authorities showed up. Don't jump, I said. Why not, he said. Nobody loves me. God loves you, I said. You believe in God, don't you? Yes, I believe in God, he said. Good, I said. Are you a Christian or Jewish? Christian, he said. Me too, I said. Protestant or Catholic? Protestant, he said. Me too. Are you Episcopalian or Baptist? Baptist. Wow, me too. Are you Baptist Church of God or Baptist Church of the Lord? Baptist Church of God. Me too. Are you original Baptist Church of God, or are you reformed Baptist Church of God? Reformed Baptist Church of God? Me too! Are you reformed Baptist Church of God, Reformation of 1879, or reformed Baptist Church of God, Reformation of 1915? He said, Reformed Baptist Church of God, Reformation of 1915. I said, heretic, and I pushed him over. (laughs) Oh, we laugh, yeah? But is that not how it is? (laughs) I'm sorry to end on that note, but I think you got the point. That's how we treat each other. Ah, Be merciful. Be merciful. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family is a source of support, comfort, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Paul wrote the book of 1 Timothy with this in mind. He knew how important it was to have the support and prayers of other believers in Christ. Church is also a place you can serve and encourage others, too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, 
in spiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings, as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is inspiritandtruthradio.com. As we continue to study the wisdom from the book of First Timothy with Pastor J.D., we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. The Bible holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you on your faith journey. So keep diving in. Well, that's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time for more from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth. <laughs> 